Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we are continuing in our series of podcasts that are looking at current topics and events shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. Joining us for this episode is the Chair of DCC's Business Department, Dr. Larry Thompson. Dr. Thompson shared with us in last week's podcast on the topic of leadership in the contemporary culture. And the focus for our discussion today is a perfect follow-up to that topic. We're going to look at mentoring and the importance of cultivating a culture of mentoring in whatever position of leadership that we find ourselves. Facilitating our discussion is someone who has done a lot with the process of mentoring, especially here at Dallas Christian College. And that person is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley. While serving as the Vice President for Student Development several years ago, Mark developed a very robust mentoring program here at the college, so I expect that he and Dr. Thompson are going to have a lot to share with you today. So again, thank you for joining us, and let's get started with this episode. Welcome, Dr. Thompson. Glad to have you back. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. And I'm going to turn it over now to Mark Worley and let you kick off our topic. Yeah, thanks, Scott. As you mentioned, man, this is a, this is a topic that I'm really excited about and have done a lot of work and study in. So it's great to get another voice to hear uh, your input. So I know that there's all kinds of mentoring that's out there. It's talked about, you know, uh, vocational mentoring, life mentoring, spiritual mentoring, all that stuff. So I think we probably ought to start with the basics, Dr. Thompson. You know, and what what is mentoring? How, how is it defined? Yeah, uh, thank you and good morning. Welcome. I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I would say, I don't know if it's my field or not, but it seems like there's a lot of areas that are undefined in, in my field. And I think leadership is one, professionalism is one, and certainly mentoring is one. So uh, I'm going to answer it in a couple of different ways. I think uh, mentoring, if you look at uh, Webster's definition of mentoring, it's someone that's experienced taking someone that is less experienced and helping them to navigate through life or whatever kind of situations they have. I think from a spiritual perspective, it's understanding what God has in terms of our calling and what we should be doing and how we should help others to find their calling, find themselves, and help provide a pathway to them. Um, The third definition is one that uh, I've developed over time. And it, it's, uh, it's a combination of having business acumen as it relates to how people grow and develop in business. So I would say it has four elements. The first element, I would say it has a relationship that is organic, number one. The second thing would be there is one person that has more, that is superior, either knowledge, wisdom, or information than another person. The third element then is that both of them benefit from the relation, both mentor and mentee. Not necessarily mutually, but both benefit. And then the fourth uh, uh, point in that would be uh, that both of them look for an output or a result that's something bigger or greater than themselves. So when you take all of that and you look at it together, whether it's from Webster or whether it's the Christian perspective or what I've developed over time, I think you can see elements of the mentoring. 
Now, Scott, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, we're sitting here uh, live, and uh, Dr. Thompson just shared that without any notes whatsoever. <laughs> he just rolled that out. That's pretty awesome. You know, the the mission statement here at DCC uh, is pretty bold. Yeah. You know, a lot of colleges and universities have, you know, developing leaders, and and you're right. You know, it took us. We had a mission statement like that that was really difficult to to assess really difficult you know how, how do you do that with college age uh people you don't know that until later but you know dcc's mission statement is that we educate and mentor mm-hmm. that means that that's the mentoring is on an equal basis of education uh which is pretty bold to try to do i mean when we did that that's when i started working with the mentoring aspect to say okay we've got the education down we've got great people like you who are teaching but the mentoring is, yeah. a, is a little bit different. So, uh, you know, I, in your mind, is there a difference between mentoring and advising? I mean, while they're here, we're teaching them, we're discipling them, mm-hmm. you know, which is our agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're evangelizing them, which is mm-hmm. our agenda. But mentoring is different. And some of us think of mentoring and advising maybe the same thing. But is there a difference in your mind? Well, I think so. Uh, And I think there's nothing wrong with advising and coaching and developing people. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Mentoring, to me, takes a little different element. And uh, whether it's the perspective of uh, doing it because we're Christians or whether it's because it's looking at something bigger than the both of us. And I know that you're big in mentoring, right? And I appreciate that and value that. Um, But just the fact of you wanting to pour into me is one thing. It needs to be reciprocated, and I want to receive that as well. So what I see in a lot of um, young people today is that they don't know necessarily what they need. (laughs) One of the good things that I think we do here at, at Dallas Christian College is we try to set up that environment by which they can understand, develop, and grow in a, in a segment where it's people that's just like they are. But then if you have the more experienced people that come in and coach and counsel them and develop them, after a period of time, that catches on because it resonates with them. So advising, yeah, I mean, we talk about advising here in terms of picking classes, but you can advise people in life. Uh, let me just give one example. And I know you don't like examples, but the story. Oh, that's uh, wait a <laughs> I said that because uh, you do a lot, and I used to get on you for, hey, I don't need a story for this. So I would, see, you've mentored me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So uh, that'll I, be another podcast <laughs> soon to come. Yeah. So I want to just tell a quick little story about uh, there was a couple of guys a couple of years ago that I saw a lot of potential in, and I took them aside. And I was their advisor, their chair, and I said, look, you guys, I see this. I mean, you have uh, great interpersonal relationships. You're smart. You're on the basketball team. I'd like to just go uh, every other week, have some breakfast with you, and just talk about how you can grow and develop, if I can help you with that. And while they said, yes, that's a great idea, uh-huh. they didn't really take me up on it. Now, mentoring says I can't force that. So at that point, I become an advisor to them. But if they had taken me up on it, because it has to be reciprocal, right? They have to want this. Then I think we grow into a relationship that's organic. And I think that's really key. 
Yeah, it, you know, I mentioned I mentioned two elements. Uh, I think it's Bob Beal in his book on mentoring. You know, he talked about, um, you know, with 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 discipleship. You know, it's our it's our agenda. With evangelism, it's our agenda. But with mentoring, you know, it has to be their agenda. What do they need? What do they want? Absolutely. And and if they one, if they don't know what they want, I- intentional mentoring, which was what we practice here a lot, mm-hmm. uh, is tough to do. Uh, Tim Elmore in his book says, mm-hmm. you know, that's the worst kind of mentoring. Mm-hmm. But when it's when it's natural, when it just occurs. Yeah. But I think of uh, uh, a lot of people listening, maybe they went to college or university, and I don't know if they slipped through the cracks or mentoring just didn't happen. And intentional mentoring tries to ensure that at some point they're exposed to that. So uh, how important do you think it is in someone's life to have a mentor? I don't know how we make it without it, right? Now, most of us have parents that mentor and shape us, or relatives, or someone that's close to us. And so I would even say this. There's a difference between having a mentorship relationship and even a friendship. Right. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. the friendship, we can help each other back and forth, but it doesn't have that element of one being necessarily superior of you working toward a common goal of something that's greater than you. But when we start looking at uh, how do we help people to engage in their calling, which is a part of our mission statement. And how do you develop that around them growing? How do they see it? A good example would be, here's another example for you, Mr. Worley. I know you like those. (laughs) I was working with Xerox Corporation, and everybody on the senior leadership team, they said, before you plan to get promoted, you need to mentor someone Mm -hmm. and have them, your replacement, ready. And we had these categories that we they're not ready, they're ready within three, one, are they ready now? They have to be ready now before you can move. So what we did is we went out and we found people, just snatched them up. Hey, we think you'll be good. Now, we brought them in. Think about the purpose, though, right? The common good, right? Something bigger than ourselves. That element wasn't there. Right. So we all grabbed people and said, this is who I got, and this is what I'm doing for them. Now, if you're the recipient of that and you want to move up, I mean, yeah, you make the meetings, you do those kind of things. But the piece that's missing, to your point, is being authentic. Right. So if I really want to mentor you, whether it's cultivated an environment that's planned or whether that it is organic, what people need to feel is my genuine concern for them and their development. Yeah, you know, I think that's so interesting because I I, I think that we – oftentimes take a look and we learn stuff from other people but being mentored by them is a different whole different ball game i think so i can i can remember uh, one of our mentors was uh, harriet myers i mean very famous uh, person and the mentee was uh, a third year student very sharp and uh, she was telling me that that in one of their first meetings she wanted to know all about harriet she wanted to know all about Harriet. And Harriet was so wise, she said, no, this is not about me. Right. I want to know about you mm-hmm. and what can I do for you. Mm-hmm. And at first, uh, the student was pretty frustrated. But then later, it's like, wow, okay, this, this was different. Uh, so, 
you know, I, I thought Harriet was just an incredible great mentor yeah. for her. You know, it's where do you want to be? What do yeah. you want to do? What do you want to see? What What's going on in your world? And how can I help you get there? And, you know, that's such a great point, Mr. Worley. And the fact, and I heard this a lot from people. Uh, if I'm in a leadership position or I, I think I'm a mentor, but if I'm so myopic that it is focused inwardly on me, I'm not really helping you. Yeah, come and learn of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and versus yeah. digging deep and asking those probing kinds of questions that maybe people hadn't thought about before or to a level that they need to, yeah. to uncover some of those ideas about callings and, you know, what they want to go. How, how, do, how do you think somebody, and I've, I've read just a bunch of stuff on this, but how, how, does, how does a mentor prepare to be a mentor? Again, that's a, I mean, uh, I mean, when you think about it, you really have to give thought to it. If it's, I think if it's organic, it happens easily, right? So if it's organic and you and I are just meeting, uh, we see something in each other, and you go, I, I want to just invest in old Larry. Uh, uh, and in fact, uh, I was a, a, a young salesperson there at, the, at Xerox, and I had somebody, they were in a leadership position, and he came to me and said, I want to take you to lunch. And he says, all of us are going to be reporting to you one day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm just trying to knock on doors. He said, no, you got this, 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 and this. It just needs developing a little bit. And I want to help with that. Now, how do you prepare for that? Now, number one, I think as, as experienced, maturing people, when we're looking for helping people that maybe don't know they need help, is knowing how to approach them and knowing how to create an environment for them. And you know what? If it's not me, I, I want to pass you off to somebody else that might be. I don't want to give up and say uh, there's no mental relationship here. But how do we look farther? Because I think all of us can talk about experiences when someone has influenced us and helped us to obtain certain things in life or positions in life. And we don't want to let that go because we need each other. Right. Uh, even uh, talking about from a discipleship perspective, go and make matetes, go and make learners is the same thing that we're doing from a mentorship perspective in an aspect. Yeah, I know in, in my case, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's tragic or whatever, but, you know, I just missed that. You know, I, I didn't get a mentor. I learned stuff from people. But, uh, man, when we started talking about mentoring over the years, I've really tried to invest in other people's lives, predominantly students. And I think about uh, Paul in Philippians 2. He says, with humility in mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. Mm -hmm. Look not to your own interest, mm -hmm. but to the interest of others. Mm -hmm. And so I've kind of taken that a little bit as a mantra or a, a passage as, as a mentor to, okay, I'm, I'm not looking at what I get out of this. I'm looking at what they get out of this. So, so. I mean, when you take a look at scriptural or biblical examples, I would think immediately of Paul and Timothy, somebody yes, like that. Absolutely. Uh, can, what, what other analogies would, would you have? Yeah, I mean, uh, Peter and St. Luke, or you can look at Elijah and Elijah. Elijah yeah. Uh, one of the, <laughs> this one comes to mind, too, and that's Balaam and the donkey. The donkey was the mentor in that case, but, I mean, there's a lot of areas okay, in the Bible. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> there's a lot of areas where we have mentors, right? And the question becomes, 
you know, it's more than just biblical. But one of the elements that the biblical has to it is that you're working on something that's bigger than both of you. Yeah. And, and that's what I like. And we, if we're not careful, we can lose that. And in fact, I think one of the uh, next steps for Dallas Christian College might be that all of those individuals, all of us who are mentoring, we might need to just stop and reflect for a minute on when we're talking to mentees, how do we tie it into something that's bigger than all of us, bigger than them, bigger than, because that's how we get down to help people find their true calling in life. Yeah, uh, I love the question that's asked a lot, you know, and I, I mentioned it before. Where do you want to be five years from now, ten years from now? Helping them to think, you know, outside of the box, and and how can we, how can I help them get there? Mm -hmm. You know, how is that possible? Well, I think with one of the other things, and that's the strength finders. Yeah, that that you started, and right. we're going to reignite that because a lot of. I don't know if I was 18, if I knew what I wanted to do, right? So now it's like, I'm give you this tool that's going to help identify some strengths for you. And it's going to say, hey, you might be pretty good in this. And I think that is the purposes of them being able to maybe walk off and do something different. Yeah, I think that's one of the best tools out there is the strength finders. You can probably Google that. Yep. And find it. It's a great, mm -hmm. it's a great uh, uh, test, mm -hmm. I guess you'd say, or evaluation uh, to help us take a look at, at what's going on in them and, and the strengths that they have, and help them to enhance those for mm -hmm. sure. Mentoring uh, for for you as a professor here is that four years or that while they're here, or is it a lifetime? How to, how does mentoring roll? It's a lifetime, and in fact, it really is. <laughs> Uh, it has to be. That was uh, a leading question. I know it was, but I knew where you were leading me. <laughs> but you know what? That's easy to answer because it's real. Yeah. And it's leading us towards something bigger than ourselves. In fact, over the Christmas holiday, I had a graduate to call me and say, I just want to go and have lunch and, and talk. And I get people call me all of the time and saying, what about this and what about that? Now, sometimes it's advising. I hear from them just every so often. But there's others that stay in closer contact with me, and it's more of a mentoring relationship. So. Yeah, it really is. I've, I've had the same thing. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, there was a student here uh, quite a few years ago, and he sat outside my door, and uh, he said, uh, I said, what are you doing? He said, I want you to be my mentor. And I said, well, I, I don't know that it works like that. You know, I've got to, I've got to think about that, pray about that. Yeah, absolutely. And so he said, okay. And so he went back outside the door and sat there. So you thought yet? <laughs> I said, I said, how long are you going to be there? He said, as long as it takes. You know, so it goes back to what you were saying earlier. But what do you look for in a mentee? You know, I, I said it earlier. A mentee is someone that's hungry. I, I don't care if you're confused. I don't care if you don't know. I want that inner desire of you of wanting to know. And if you have that, you have a lot to work with. There are others that I see that have a lot that is just gushing out of them, but they don't necessarily have the hunger to do anything with it. Yeah. A lot of us have latent skills and abilities that needs to be brought forth, but it's that churning inside of us that says there's something here can you help me to dig it out or sort it out and make sense with it? Uh, that's a great 
opportunity for a relationship. Yeah, I think that w- that was that situation with a student who was sitting outside my door. You know, I, I just I didn't think that I was the right person to mentor that person. But uh, the more he sat outside my door and I saw the tenaciousness of him wanting mm-hmm. guidance and direction and life mentoring, uh, still his mentor to this day after he graduated and he's uh, married and living a, a life. But I think a lot of times it, it is a matter of, of them, of mentees having someone they can call. Yeah, I want to congratulate you for that because it's easy, and I've been guilty of this. Someone says, hey, I need someone to kind of coach or mentor me, you know, and I just automatically says yes, not necessarily wanting to disappoint. But I think your approach to it is is really kind of classic in textbook. I'm not sure if I'm the right person. Uh, I want to pray about that. And if the Lord speaks to both of us, then yeah. It's not that I don't want to. I just need to make sure. Uh, I was at uh, a church up and coming, and um, I saw this uh, this pastor, and then we knew each other, and I, I went in his office, and I said, you know, I, I'd love for you to mentor me. And he says, well, sure, of course I want to. I will. And I said, well, where's the, what's the days on the calendar? Well, get with Sue out there and see the best times we got, and we never had one meeting. So while he just said, yes, he did me a disservice, right. it kind of hurt a little. Yeah. Versus I'd rather for someone to be up front like you and say, you know what, that's a pretty important position. And here's the elements associated with being a mentee, and here's a, what's associated with being a mentor. Uh, I need to pray about that. You need to pray about that and make sure that's right. Yeah, you know, because it is a life commitment. Yeah. I mean, you're saying, hey, man, you can call me morning, noon, or night. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, and some, you know, again, the best, I, I agree with Tim Elmore that the best way to do that is it just naturally happens. Yes. When, when we appoint mentors and mm. mentees, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of times we have a little bit of a dance to see how they, how they, uh, they interact. Absolutely. Kind of thing. If they, if they click. So what, what does successful mentoring look like in your mind? Successful mentoring uh, is an environment, and I got this from um, uh, one of the books I read many years ago. It's just called Leaders. It's by Bennis and uh, Warren Bennis. Yeah, Warren Bennis and um, and Bert Namus. They worked wrote this book together, and they wasn't necessarily on mentoring, but there was an element in there about creating an environment conducive for people to grow and to be nurtured. When you think about that, and you let it resonate. You're not trying to force mentorship. You're, you're creating an environment for it to be hap- to happen. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest type of discussions I have in class is when I tell people you can't motivate someone. Right? You can only create an environment conducive for them to motivate. It's got to be in here. Yeah. So in mentorship and creating that environment is letting people know um, definition, what it means the purpose of what we're trying to get to, and you always want to call out this something that's a bigger cause than us and get people to think in that way and uh, have our eyes open if we are experienced. And you know what? Some of the mentees should be mentors, mentors to someone yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. So start talking about their role and responsibility yeah. to that as well, and you get a whole culture. Now, you're also, uh, besides being a professor, you're a pastor in a church. 
So talk about just briefly. I mean, I know we're running out of time here, but just briefly, I, I really think that that mentoring ought to just infest the church. I mean, in a good way. I mean, you know, we need uh, older men and women mentoring young men and women in the church. And I know you're working with a, a particular young man that I'm, I'm just delighted that you're working with. But but somehow, some way, mentoring has got to be in the forefront of what's happening in the church. Absolutely. And I, I think it starts with uh, the Great Commission. Yeah. Right. It starts with everyone having uh, someone that we're discipling. You know, it, it amazes me when we have church and we open the doors and someone comes to salvation. You have few, a few people that go and talk. I mean, the the members of the church ought to be running over each other to get down and say, I want to be this person's disciple partner. Yeah. So it grows from there. So that's mm -hmm. the discipleship program. But mentorship says I'm taking it from that. And what happened, what cultivates in a church beyond that? You have fellowship, which is good. But how do you uh, engage and introduce to people that this thing is bigger than fellowship? Yeah. You know, it's, it's bigger than discipleship. It's yeah, all of us uh, helping it, each other. Again, it's that biblical model, Paul and Timothy and Titus and you know and Jesus. With yeah. his, you're passing on Absolutely. the faith. Absolutely. You know, my Timothy, my son in the faith. faith. It's it's adopting a young man, young woman, a, a boy, girl in in the faith and bringing them up in that. It's really hard, isn't it, if we become selfish. Yeah. And we live in a world and a society that says it's all about me. It's all that I can get. And when I do that, when I focus more inwardly on what what I need, then I lose perspective on what I need to do for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. goes back to that Philippians 2. It does, man. With humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. Look not to your own interest, but to the interest Amen. of others. Amen. Wow. Yeah, we could yeah. talk a long time. That's excellent. Well, and... Yeah. An idea that came to mind, one of the things I hear most often is people either they say they don't have time or, well, I don't have anything to share. I'm, I'm not wise enough. I'm not old enough. Mm -hmm. And so I think it might be good for us to do another podcast where we just talk about some very practical ways because there are a lot of people who think I need a Ph.D. in mentoring before mm. I can mm. – <laughs> And, and that's not the case. And I real quickly, I know I, I've shared this with Mark. I've got a young man in Houston that I still have a relationship with. After I've been up here in Dallas for over a year, we're almost three years into our mentoring mm -hmm. relationship. He's mm -hmm. a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And he's mentoring intentionally three young men that are in that are younger than him in high school. Because I can't wait for him to listen to this podcast. Because uh, he is doing exactly what wow. we're wanting to do. And part of that is he's seen it in his life. Right. And, and he said several times, Scott, what, what can I share? I said, just be there. Absolutely. Talk with them. I said, the conversation will take care of itself. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of times we make it way more difficult than it needs to be. So I'd really like to, to follow up sometime here in the near future, which is, hey, here's some practical ways to take someone to Waffle House, take them to IHOP, sit down. Yeah. And, and just do some practical things like Absolutely. that. I think that'd Absolutely. be great. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. My this pleasure. has been great. As has been mentioned, Dallas Christian College educates and mentors students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. And so if you're interested in learning more about DCC as well as its emphasis on student mentoring, 
I encourage you to check that out at our website at www.dallas.edu. Again, thank you for joining us for this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, have a great day, and we'll catch you next time.